Good evening. Ah, <laughs> uh, I keep going. Keep going. <laughs> there's, there's more. There's more. Just wait. Come on. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> no, nah, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. But no, seriously, welcome everybody. We're happy you're here, listening to our second Halloween episode. You're here. We're here. We're excited. What are we doing here, Derek? <laughs> what are we doing here? We're gonna be talking about Treehouse of Horror. It's our favorite thing about the Halloween season, and it has been a tradition for over thirty years at this point. It has existed longer than I have. Grimy. We're talking Treehouse of Horror this evening. We're talking everything Treehouse of Horror. Not just the episodes. We're going full deep dive on this. For something that's been such a big part of our lives, it deserves a whole show to itself. Not just a segment on one show. We decided, no, we're doing it. We're doing it proper. We're going big for this one. Absolutely. I mean, it's been what, like 35, 36 years now? Is this the 35th one coming up or is this 36th? Mm, don't don't know too many yeah it too don't many. matter man I, I mean i'm 34 years old like derek said it's been going on longer than we've been alive it's it's i, I still can't believe that they're pumping them out now i know the last one i think either last year or year before they did it just a little bit after halloween for the thanksgiving something or other like that, that. One was pretty good it was I good i really like that with all of the uh the the turkey intro where they're all getting the whole simpsons family were turkeys yeah Mm -hmm. there's been some real stinkers in there obviously i want to say it was like the 600th episode also happened to be the treehouse of horror the season that that came out five or six years ago and i remember that one was just no good like the last segment of the treehouse of horror episode was Mo in a James Bond parody for some reason? Because mm. when you think of Treehouse of Horror, you think James Bond, you know? Not yeah, really. That's it. But uh, eh, so there's been some stinkers over the years, but there's been some really good ones too. And and recently they've actually been better than not. So yeah. uh, we're kind of back in a Treehouse of Horror renaissance, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's been going on for so long and there a lot of cool stuff, one or two or three or six really cool things that we have near and dear to our hearts, I guess to say. And we're going to be talking about those six things here right now. Hope you're hope you're in for the long haul because this is going to be a good one. So, I think because I went first on our bonus show for the month, it's your turn to start the show off. I would just love to. And I'm going to start right about now. This Halloween, the Simpsons are at Burger King. Now, in every big kid's meal, you can get a Simpsons spooky light up. They gleam, there is scream, and you can collect all 15 at Burger King. Where else? So I'm going to start this one off pretty easy here with what I'm calling the lowest hanging fruit on the tree. The Burger King toys that we all know and love. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's just hating because he's talked about these way too many times already. Well, well. Boo is what I would say if I didn't love these things to death is what I was going to say. Oh, oh, okay. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, you see? You cut me off too soon. I assumed, and I made an ass out of myself. Yep, yep, that's what it does. Man, I, I, I am, you know, in a sense, happy that you did decide to bring these Burger King toys to the table because, really, we couldn't do a Treehouse of Horror show without mentioning them. 
And that was my main thing going into this. It's like, man, what can we say that we haven't already said about these things? I usually don't talk about them too often because I I never really got to experience them near as much as probably everybody else. These things happened around 2001 and 2002, and then again later in 2011. So like all three years where I really wasn't paying attention to a lot of toys. Uh, As you probably remember, we were talking back, oh... I can't remember which episode it was exactly, but there is a period of time where I just was not collecting anything. I didn't really care about collecting toys or anything. It really only hit me back in like 2016 was when I started really diving deep down into toy collecting. So uh, they've had this weird connection for a very long time since probably I think it's 89, right around when I was born. They did the first Burger King toys, uh, Simpsons Burger King toys. They were the plushies with the the cardboard accessories. Stuffed ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those are great. I mean, I think I have the full set of those. But yeah, to your point, I mean, people like to think that the Simpsons go hand in hand with Butterfinger. But for me, I think it's Simpsons and Burger King. They're equally matched there. Both are great, but... I think that the Simpsons actually had a longer tie to Burger King than they did to Butterfinger. That might very well be the case. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, they're, they're very synonymous, the two. Like, when I think Simpsons, I do think Burger King. And that's not to say I don't think of Butterfinger as well, but like you said, it's just a little bit stronger, especially Treehouse of Horror itself. Like, amazing concept. So yeah, 2001, I believe they did the uh, the spooky light-ups, which was 15 different figures, if I'm correct here. Then 2002, they have the creepy classics, which are 10 different figures. And then 2011, they did... It, it's so weird that they went from 2002 all the way up to 2011. They skipped that really big space there. But they did do another Treehouse of Horror series of figures from Treehouse of Horror 22, I believe, which was 10 different figures as well. So that's 35 total Treehouse of Horror themed kids meal figures across three different years. Uh, It's just way too much to cram into one segment. So we're just going to kind of pick and choose because I know Derek has his favorites too and like talk about specific ones from each year that we enjoyed most. And uh, I want to start with you. What's one of your, we'll start with the 2001 Spooky Light Ups. Do you have a certain favorite? So it's hard to say because I really truly do love them all. Yeah. Um, but the one that I was, I, I, the two I should say that I've always loved are the robot Homer head oh, yeah. where the brain lights up and it's Mr. Burns holding an ice cream scoop. <laughs> That's the actual figure portion. And I love the Ned Flanders, uh, I know what you did last summer reference. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's got the hook hand. Mm-hmm. Now, I bring those two up, not because they're necessarily my favorite looking of the group, but those two, and again, I have such weird memories burned into my brain. And this particular evening is one of them. So we went out around Halloween time with my cousin who lived down the street. And uh, whatever we were doing that night, We ended up at Burger King before we came back to my house. And so because we ended up at Burger King, we both got kids meal toys. I think we would have been in second grade at that point. Uh, Maybe first. But either way, we got the Simpsons spooky light up toys. I ended up with the Mr. Burns with the robot Homer head. 
And he ended up with the Ned Flanders toy. And I was always a little bit jealous of the Ned Flanders toy. I don't know why. I think it was because of the hook hand. I just thought the idea of a guy with a hook hand was always sort of cool. It is pretty cool. Um, It's just, it's spooky. But I remember the night very vividly. It was just raining outside. It was an October evening. It was cool and damp and, uh, you know, getting to bring that home and then, you know, open our toys, and then I think we probably went and played video games or something afterwards. Knowing us, we probably had a sleepover. But that memory is tied into these toys and why those two in particular stand out for me in this set. Um, And and listen, there's other great ones in the set. Like, I think as an adult, realistically, my favorite is probably the Apu, where he's got the big Uh uh, pumpkin suit on. Mm -hmm. Because that's just great. It's just a great toy. It's got a great image there. Yeah. Um. And of course, Krusty, uh, with the fangs, he also looks great too. Yeah. But they're all good. That's the problem with this set. So those are my two nostalgic favorites, and those are probably my two non-nostalgic favorites from the set. Hmm. But what about you? What if you had to pick one or two? What What would you say your favorites are? So one of them uh, that I really really like you mentioned that's Krusty as Dracula. I love Krusty as Dracula. I think that's amazing. He's got the fangs and the cape. I. I have an obsession with Krusty as it is. I just, yeah. I love his character. Yeah. I, I love him dearly. And uh, anything, any Krusty action I can get, that sounds kind of fucked up. Any Krusty <laughs> action figure I can get, um, I'm I'm all for it. He's, he's just an awesome figure. Um, I love Marge as the witch. thought that was really cool. She has like the little stripe in the side of her, her hair and it's, and she doesn't have blue hair. She had black hair there, I think. And she has a and cauldron, she's got a, uh, right? Cauldron, yeah, yeah uh huh. It's so cool. Cauldron full of eyeballs and bubbling goo. It's it's pretty cool. It's a really rad figure, and uh, he might not be the best figure, but I really really enjoy the skeleton Bart. He kind of has that like Karate Kid skeleton Halloween suit kind of going on oh. there. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I never actually drew that comparison, but that's that's good. He he really does. He kind of looks like one of the uh, the asshole kids from mm-hmm. Karate Kid. Good, good, uh, good comparison there. Absolutely, and these figures, if you haven't guessed already, they're spooky light ups. So, like, there's a little light that shines up at them, so they have that going for them. Pretty awesome. Yeah, they all have one light up thing, and it's usually a pun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's either on a tombstone sitting next to them, or a pumpkin, or something. And there's almost always a pun because it's The Simpsons, so it had to be funny, yeah, right? That yeah. was. At least their take on it at the time. Oh, we have to have a joke in here somewhere. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, people always love to talk about the Universal Monsters toys that Burger King put out a few years before this as being like the premium fast food toy, right? Like a toy that's so good that it almost could have been a real toy. Um, And while I don't disagree with that, I think that, the Simpsons, particularly the spooky lightups, are are that. They are like kind of the best toys that we never got for real. Yeah. Uh, you know, you couldn't go to a toy store, but you easily could have. These could have been sold in a toy store, more or less, because they're all so good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, these are these are very, Done very so quality. Well. I I liked them a lot. Um I don't own any of them right now. I believe you own like all of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Full sets, both of uh, 2001 and 2002. When I got my first big boy job, I think <laughs> with my first paycheck, I was like, 
this is what I'm buying. And uh, I I don't know that that was the best use of my money, but uh, it was. I'm very happy with them and that I own them. So yeah. I'd have to imagine that it was. Yeah, you're right. Totally, totally condone this behavior. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we'll move right along to the next set then the 2002 these are the creepy classics uh there's 10 different figures but um frank and marge i love frank and marge i think she's fucking awesome frank and marge is pretty cool my favorite is definitely the king kong homer i just i love it i love a black and white toy oh yeah he's cool. really cool the only other one that I was really, really like dead set on in this one. I'm sh- almost positive you probably know which one I'm going to pick. Uh, hmm. Are you going to say, <sighs> I don't know. Be, oh, well, Otto. Right? Yes, yes, you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to yeah, be zombie Otto. Otto's rocking out. He's a zombie. Yeah. yeah, he's a zombie Otto. He looks he looks dope as hell. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, If, if I was going to just buy any one figure from any three of these sets here it would most definitely be zombie auto he's just so fucking cool um i'm not looking at a picture of him right now but i could picture him he's got like the blue skin and everything right he's kind of yeah it definitely like blue green skin he's got the classic zombie pose where his arms are out and he's walking that one is the one that looks closest to an actual like off the shelf figure yeah um He's awesome. He's fantastic. Uh, I I forgot about him, actually. <laughs> um, I'm not second-guessing it because I do still like the King Kong Homer, probably the best out of that set, but he is a very, very close second. Might even be tied with first. That's fair. Those two are probably the best of the set, to be honest, and uh, maybe Frank and Marge at a, a close third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dr. Hibbert, uh, just I don't know why I like him so much, but I just do. He he looks crazy and and I love him and honorable mention to Dr. Hibbert. Absolutely. Then that leaves us with our our last set here, the 2011 Treehouse of Horror XXII or 22 set. And this I feel like was the weakest link that really didn't have a lot of really really crazy characters for it. Um so like I could probably buy all of the 2001 2002 set and be happy and just stay completely away from this one. But Alien Maggie and Kang I would have to have those two figures. Yeah, I mean, I remember when that set came out and I really was not crazy about it because they also had some weird toys, didn't they? Yes. Where it wasn't even like f- proper figures on some of them. Like I'm I'm remembering like a Millhouse toy, maybe there was yeah, or I so. And it wasn't I, I don't know. I, I just I remember when those came out. Um, One of my young cousins actually had come over my house and brought Burger King, so I I got a chance to look at those, and um, eh, it just eh, like, yeah, it wasn't you know eh, like because I remember them doing a lot of characters that I didn't necessarily care about, right? Like they did the comic book guy, which was interesting that we got it, but well, whatever, yeah, who cares? and I think they did Bart like the Bart fly toy as well, but. <sighs> I don't know. It like they they almost weren't on the same quality level exactly. as the original two releases. Yep. So I was like, "Meh, take them or leave them." They're it's cool that they're there, but I don't really feel the need to to own them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the weakest link of the bunch. Uh, I feel like a lot of thought went into these other two batches. They didn't go above and beyond for this one. 
Oh, it was just fine. But uh, those are a couple of our favorite toys. I'd be interested to see what uh, your guys' favorite ones from any three of these sets. Uh, jot down what you would consider a good toy out of all these three sets. I'd love to hear your feedback. and uh, Or if you think that we're wrong about the 2011 set, if we've been a little bit too harsh. I'm sure there's a people out there that, that really like the 2011 set. I'm not personally one of them, but interested to hear the feedback. Absolutely. And uh, just a quick mention, if you get the chance... Just go to the Wayback Machine and look at the Burger King website as it was in October of 2001 and 2002, respectively. Oh, yeah. That's a nostalgia trip in and of itself. So you owe it to yourself. If you like the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Burger King lines, just do that. You're going to have the best Halloween season if you get your eyes on that and you can see what it was to browse their site back in the day. Uh, I promise you that. Recently, on our bonus episode on Patreon, we just did a whole show all about Halloween and spooky games. So this one would have fit perfectly over there, and that is, of course, the Game Boy Color game, Night of the Living Treehouse of Horror, from back in 2001. Now, I have to know, right off the bat, did you know about this game at all before this episode... No, man. No, you brought this to my attention. I was like, wait a minute. So at 2001, this was sort of a late release game for Game Boy Color, because at that point, I believe the Game Boy Advance had just released. So Game Boy Color was certainly on its way out at the time. Um, So most likely kids had their eyes set on Game Boy Advance and all of the games that would be coming out for that system. So right off the bat, it's already at a disadvantage there. And, and it's at a further disadvantage because while The Simpsons is kind of thought of as being a safe-for-all show these days, back then it was still kind of thought of as a little bit of an adult thing. So I knew plenty of kids growing up that weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons because their parents thought it was, you know, for teenagers and older. So a game like this, um, it kind of was on the fringe. I'll put it that way. Not to say that there weren't Simpsons games before this, but I think once you got outside of that Simpsons mania of the early 1990s and kids in first and second grade, which would have been around the time that it came out for me was first grade. Um, there were a lot of kids where their parents might not be willing to buy them a Simpsons game. Cause they might've thought it was a little inappropriate or the subject matter wasn't, uh, quite right for a first or a second grader who oh, is probably yeah. actively playing Game Boy. At yeah, the totally. Time. They see Simpsons and they think South Park and Beavis and Butthead. And they're like, oh, I don't know. It might be a little too risque for our children here. Especially if it's a Halloween themed game. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. now we're not just talking Simpsons and possibly crude humor. Now there might be some scary imagery that yeah. little Bimmy can't handle. <laughs> yep. Yeah, hopefully Marge is there to set the tone and tell everybody, hey, listen, this is going to be a little scary. <laughs> you might not want to watch. So back in the day, one of my friends actually did have this game, but I only got to play it for like five minutes. And this was one of those games that sort of eluded me for a very long time until I was an adult with my own money. 
and decided to buy this cart for myself. So I never really experienced it through the eyes of a kid. I only have experience of this game through the eyes of an adult, uh, you know. 20 something years after it released. So I might be a little harsh here and there, um, but that's only because this game isn't intended for me now. This game was intended for me 20 years ago and I never really got a chance to play it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And uh, that's honestly, as far as I can tell, if you were listening to our Patreon bonus show, uh, I mentioned Porky Pig's Haunted Holiday. It, kind of seems like it's suffering from the same thing that that did it's an interesting and fun looking game but it's just like you could tell it was built for someone who was a lot younger than us (laughs) you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely so just to dive right into it there are seven levels in this game and each level is a completely different experience so almost think of them as seven different mini games built into one now, it's a little bit a slightly more in-depth than mini-games, but for all intents and purposes, you're getting seven different mini-experiences in the game before you quote-unquote beat the game. Yeah. So, I'll run down the levels really quick before I kind of get into most of them and, and what you can expect. So, level one, Bad Dream House. Bart rescues Santa's little helper from a haunted house. That's all of level one. Level two, called Flying Tonight. Maggie has wandered into a matter transporter with a fly and become Maggie Fly. So you are Maggie with Maggie's head on a fly's body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to find the transporter to change her back. Level three, Plan 9 from Outer Springfield. Everyone in Springfield has become a zombie and Marge has to take them out before they get to the Simpsons family and turn them into a zombie. Level four, Vlad all over. Mr. Burns is a vampire, based on Bart Simpson's Dracula from Treehouse of Horror 4. And Homer needs to find his coffin and kill him before sunrise. Level 5, called If I Only Had a Body. We just talked about this in the last pick here of the Burger King toys. But Mr. Burns has built a robot Homer with Homer's real head, based off of the Treehouse of Horror 2 segment. And you have to find his body parts around the nuclear plant to be able to put Homer back together. Level 6, Nightmare Cafeteria. Lisa has to find the keys to release the students from cages before they're eaten by the staff for lunch. Again, a segment from Treehouse of Horror 5. And finally, Level 7 called King Homer, which again we mentioned on the last segment as well. Help King Homer find his love Marge by destroying everything in his path. Again, based off of a Treehouse of Horror segment. So, Grimey, as you can see, uh, outside of really one or two of these, um, these are all based on existing Treehouse of Horror segments. So, the game in and of itself really is a love letter to Treehouse of Horror up until that point, yeah. which had been about 10 years, give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, each very loosely. I mean, they, they do pull a lot of details in, too. Like, I only played the uh, the first level for a little while while you're, you're Bart in the Bad Dream House, and um, I watched the video, the playthrough for it first, by the way, and it was like, it takes like an hour, a little over an hour to, to conquer this entire game, but... 
you're Bart and you're in this house and you're like, you go into the basement area and there's, I just remember thinking, why is there, he's in like the sewer area kind of. And why is there like coffins and like hands coming up? And I was like, oh yeah, he's in his basement and there's like the Indian burial ground from Treehouse of Horror 1. Like there's, there's all little details here and there that kind of stick out and uh, it's, it's very appreciated. It's very colorful and very... Um, very cool looking, you know, it looks great. It does. It looks great. Um, sometimes the game handles a little bit poorly or a little choppy. Yeah. Like for instance, on level one, when you're playing as Bart, Bart handles well for the most part, his jumps can be a little wonky, but the thing that I really don't like about Bart and how he controls, for instance, is he has a slingshot and you must've noticed this when you tried using this slingshot, that shot is uh you cannot change it has yeah. a set path a set arc a set distance and it doesn't matter if you're crouched down if you're jumping that slingshot is going in the direction that it's going to go and that it's always going to go oh yeah you can't change yeah. it and you have to get good at distancing yourself from your enemy otherwise you're never going to hit them yeah and what he's trying to say is that it shoots down <laughs> basically shoots at a very very <laughs> low arcs it's very useless it's hard to to hit enemies with this thing and a lot of these enemies they're like they're up above so like it's shortcoming very very quickly (laughs) and that's sort of um my biggest problem with the game overall you know having played through quite a bit of it is that they designed it with good intentions Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of times like you'd find in in old like eight bit games, and this is an old eight bit game. Um, there's a lot of cheap shots in the game that I don't really appreciate. Uh, the the Maggie as a fly level, for example. Um, there are certain times because Maggie doesn't have an attack, all you can do is fly, just and fly. it's sort of yeah. a like a maze that you're trying to get through while you're trying to turn on some switches. To get to the end of the level. There are other bugs that are out to harm you in that that level. And you can't avoid them. You can't attack them. And there's not enough for you, uh, enough space for you to avoid them. So you're just going to have to take hits from time to time. Which mm, yeah. they sort of accounted for by giving you a, a life meter that allows for a few hits. But it's still annoying that you have to take a hit from an enemy. Oh, yeah, that yeah. there isn't a way to beat it. I this video I watched, this guy wasn't getting hit by anything in the first level. The moment you hit the second level and you're Maggie, there's at least two or three spots where it's like, "No, nah, you have to get hit here." And he did. <laughs> yeah. And it's and that guy he beat it in an hour, so he must be really good at the game. Yeah. And so for somebody taking hits who's good at the game, it's uh it's not great. Yeah. You you you, you kind of don't want that in a game. <laughs> um uh, and, and even to that point, to further my point, in level three, when you're playing uh, the Plan 9 from Outer Springfield, you're Marge, you've got a gun. The gameplay is very similar to something like Smash TV or Paperboy. Uh, and you're just trying to destroy, you're walking through the town and kill every zombie that you can find. Well, there are zombie mows that pop up out of the sewer. And they throw, I don't even know what they're throwing. They look like dice almost. Right. And they throw them in a scatter shot. <laughs> and the way that they pop up, like, they pop up multiple people at a time and they throw things. Like, the game moves so slowly and so awkwardly that there's no way to both avoid getting hit by their their projectiles 
and to shoot the Mo that's popping up from underground. So again, another level where you're sort of forced to take hits yeah. and it's, um, it's frustrating. Like yep. at times it's, it's the cool factor of being able to play a Treehouse of horror game is diminished by the fact that it can be so frustrating. Um, so I, I, I wanted this to be a better game than it actually was. Um, it's not a bad game by any means, and it's definitely worth checking out just out of curiosity alone. Mm-hmm. Like if you've never tried it, give it a whirl or watch a, a, a walkthrough just to see what it's all about. Cause it would have looked great on a, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System back in the day, but um, a little frustrating and a little disappointing. It's it's an interesting game. I mean, if you look at the whole spectrum of all the Simpsons games, most of them are horrible. Most of them are bad. There's uh-huh. maybe uh-huh. one that's enjoyable, uh, the arcade game, which is probably the best of the best. Like, it's just how it is. Yeah. For for the old sprite based games, yeah, I mean the the arcade game is probably as good as it's gonna get. Yeah, um, and I know that other people might have some soft spots for you know Bart versus the Space Mutants or purely nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can't get through those either. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're tough, man. They're all tough. Uh, I think the one game I had when I was growing up for the the Nintendo regular or the original Nintendo. That's one I had. I can't remember what it's called, but even that game was a tough motherfucker, and I only played it in for like 15 minutes, and I was done. Yeah. So uh, go into this game remembering that all Simpsons games suck. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Millhouse, that frozen black cherry's turned your tongue black. (laughs) My tongue's black, too. Let me try. Must have black tongue. I know we just got off of some Burger King content for my first pick, but we're going to jump right back into Burger King. <laughs> if Mr. King is not sponsoring this show, I've got a real issue with you picking this grimy. We need some cash from the some old cash. King. Maybe a, a Whopper. Yeah, I'll settle for some ghost pepper nuggets, honestly. Ghost pepper nuggets? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just Speaking like of which, them. they're coming. they might be coming back. You have to go vote for them. I don't know if it's over with or not, but vote for uh, ghost pepper nuggets because they were the shit. Oh, they were delicious. I will go vote right now while you talk. So, we already talked about toys. What you might not have caught on to is that they did two spooky drinks for the 2001 and 2002 set. We're going to jump into that right now. <laughs> yeah, that was really uh, the additional big draw. Yeah. Uh, aside from the toys is that, yeah, they also had their own special drinks. Yeah. And not only did they have their own special drinks, Grimy, what else did they get? They got full on commercials. Hell yeah. Fully animated commercials. Hell yeah, dude. And I, it took every ounce of my being not to spoil it for the first pick because the commercials are directly connected. It like... Shows the uh, the little Burger King toys, and then it goes into the drink, vice versa. I can't remember the exact setup, but yeah, they work hand in hand. And it, the, they have a similar setup for both commercials, where it will show the, just the toys and a guy or kid playing around with the toys, and there'll be a narrator in the background. But then there's a full scene where it's like right out of the cartoon, and they're hanging out in the treehouse. So... The first one we'll talk about, the 2001 Frozen Black Cherry is what they called it. And I'm assuming it's just the, uh, I'm assuming it's Fanta. 
they don't go on to say that, but they did release that same kind of drink that turns your tongue black in a Fanta version. It was black cherry, a frozen drink. Yeah, and that was just a... a few years ago, wasn't it? Not real yeah, long something ago. something like that. And this year's Fanta, What the Fanta, turns your tongue black too. So I'm just throwing it out there. I'm pretty sure oh. there's a connection there. I didn't know that it turns your tongue yeah. black, the yeah, What dude. the Fanta. Yep. Oh, so yeah. does it also turn your poopies green? It has to. There's no way it doesn't. I will report back. Okay. I will post a picture of my poop on social media for, for everybody. So you know that I'm not lying <laughs> if I say that it does. Absolutely. <laughs> so in 2001, this was for the Spooky Light Ups promo. Uh, it was a very dark frozen slush drink. The best part, of course, the uh, the tongue black changing color thing. That's uh, I love that gimmick. Uh, really nice throwback to tongue splashers back in the day. I... I think it's a cool gimmick. Um, what can I say? I'm a sucker for anything gimmicky. I was going to say, any that was a very big thing throughout the 90s. Was. And obviously bled over into the early 2000s. Was anything related to your tongue? All right. Any mm-hmm. gimmick related to your tongue? The tongue tattoos on fruit roll-ups. Oh, yeah. Those were a big hit. Mm-hmm. Right? Anything that turned your tongue a different color. We loved that. We were a sucker for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely obsessed. The commercial, though. I I have to touch on the commercial here. And it starts out, this one here starts out in the treehouse where Treehouse of Horror is born. And we have Lisa, Bart, and Milhouse, and they're all in their costumes. Um, I think Bart's like a vampire and uh, maybe Lisa. Is Lisa a witch? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think that's right. But Milhouse is a pirate. pirate. I'll never forget that because he looks... (laughs) There was something back when I was a kid. I won't. I won't name names, but uh, <laughs> I got my mom in trouble <laughs> because some of my cousins were dressing up like pirates for Halloween, and I remember my mom saying to me that being a pirate for Halloween was lame, and no, I was like, no. "It is lame. You're right. I, I it is a lame costume. Like, because we just thought it was really basic and boring." And I remember. I saw those cousins on Halloween and I decided to be a parrot and be like, yeah, we think that being a pirate is lame. And the look that my aunt shot my mother because I said that my mom was like, you don't say that. Don't say that about their costumes. But I knew and we both agreed that that was a lame costume to be. So I see Milhouse in in his pirate costume and I go, yeah, that tracks (laughs) that. Yeah. That tracks for Millhouse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's definitely a Millhouse thing to do is be a lame-ass pirate. But pirates, in, in general, <laughs> not to go off too far, but like the pirates was a big thing for some reason with kids in like the early 90s. And uh, very strange, but they brought it They brought it with the, the 2001 Spooky Light Ups promo they, for some reason. Did. It's, it's a Millhouse thing. <laughs> it's a Millhouse thing. Yeah, I I expect nothing less from Millhouse yeah. if I'm being honest. So Bart, Lisa, and Millhouse, they're in the uh the treehouse on Halloween night, I assume. Homer's on the outside of the treehouse as he typically is. He's got a space suit on and he's just kind of listening to their stories like he was in the first episode of Treehouse of Horror. And they all have Burger King. They all have uh the the frozen black cherry and they're talking about how it turns their tongue black and they're all kind of celebrating it. And Homer comes in and tries to steal it from him, ends up falling out the window of the treehouse and hanging upside down. And it like drips down into his uh, 
his space helmet and he's like hanging upside down and like licking the the uh the slush out of his helmet yeah he looks very pathetic very classic homer gag of just being a pathetic man and the kids have triumphed over him once again Mm -hmm. it's so good it's so so good and here's the deal i love that it takes place in the treehouse because i think outside of that first episode it's the only despite it being called yeah, Treehouse of Horror, we don't really get much inside of a treehouse. No. So I like that even if it's only a 30-second spot with 10 seconds of animation, they threw it back to its roots, and we got the kids doing what they did in that first episode. Yeah, it's super dope. And the treehouse in the inside, it's, like, decked out for Halloween. There's, like, a yeah. skeleton and some jack-o'-lanterns. It's really, really done up really well. I love the whole uh, this whole scheme for it, the whole setup. But this commercial is pretty much burned in my memory. I've seen it at least a gorillion times. That's a real number, gorillion. A gorillion. Yeah, a I've, gorillion, at yes. least a gorillion times. Well, I was lucky enough to actually have this drink back in the day. Were you? Yeah. I wasn't. So no? tell me all about it. What, Whatever you remember, I need to know. Well, it was probably one of the best things I've ever had. I'm not going to lie. It was. I totally bought into the gimmick. The flavors, it was there. I've never tried the, uh, the Fanta one. I wish I would have. So if there's like a black cherry Fanta somewhere out there, I'll have to try it and see how it stacks up because it was it was very distinct flavor. Okay, all right. Well, you enjoyed it. You had a good time. So that was that was the 2001. I need you to jump into the next year. Not not only just the drink, but the commercial. The commercial. For what sure. about the commercial is special? So Tell 2002, me. we have another yet again. Uh, like a frozen kind of style drink. And I'll jump into the commercial first. We have kind of a similar setup, but we have them, all three of the kids, they're dressed up in the same Halloween costumes that they were dressed up in the previous one. Bingo. That's the most important part. So there's continuity. Yeah. Two so years in cool. a row, and there's continuity with them mm-hmm. wearing the same costumes in the commercials. That is like the coolest thing ever to yeah. me. Like somebody in Burger King's HQ cared. They did, That's man. what that tells me. So similar concept, but they're inside of their house and uh, Kang and Kodos, they come up to the door, knock on it, and they're after their, their freaky floats is what they're called. And the freaky float is like a, an orange kind of slush made from Minute Maid, I believe, and they swirl with like a vanilla soft serve or something. But they came for the freaky floats. The Simpsons are like, well, you could just say trick-or-treat and we'll give you them. And he's like, yeah, that would have worked, but uh, Kang or Kodos, whichever one, kind of grabs it and runs off with it. And they're like, ooh, you know, this will please the Alien Federation. Awesome. I mean... Fantastic. Yeah, you can't get anything better than what they already gave us. They they gave us their all. They cared. Yeah, I mean, I think we mentioned it uh, in the last pick, uh, your last pick, but the comparison between Butterfingers and Burger King... And I think that's sort of why people always seem to remember Butterfingers a lot more fondly than the Burger King promos. It's not because the Burger King promos weren't kick-ass, but Butterfingers had a lot of custom animation oh, in yeah. their commercials a ton. From, from, you know, from The Simpsons. So that's what people are really remembering are all of the TV spots that we got. But that's sort of it, is the Burger King ones also got this custom animation. And not only was it custom animated bits they were custom halloween animated yeah bits, which to me it puts them like 10 points higher than over at uh the the butterfinger stuff i totally agree man yeah it's it's 
awesome. I mean, how can you not love these little segments? Like I, I really wish, and like we were talking about the 2011 Treehouse of Horror 22 figures that came out, we weren't lying when we said they didn't put their all into these figures. And this goes to show we didn't get no fucking drink. We didn't get no cool cartoon commercial. Like it just, there just wasn't, it wasn't there like it was the previous two years. Yeah. It just sort of felt like they were going through the motions on the later set there. Mm -hmm. Um, There wasn't the love and the admiration for the Treehouse of horror brand uh, that there was in this, this earlier set. And it's, it's of its time, and I doubt that we'll ever see anything like it again, but it's all there. It's all been preserved, uh, well, aside from the drinks, because, you know, how are you going to preserve a frozen drink for 20 years? But uh, outside of the drink, I think it's all there for us to re-experience and just, just praise. It's so so good, mm-hmm. so beautiful. And that's not to say that I don't believe it couldn't come back. Like we talked about earlier, they're still pumping out Treehouse of Horror episodes every single year, whether they come out on Halloween or they come out on Thanksgiving. There's no reason not to do it. They're still, you know, they still have fucking Black Cherry Fanta's recipe, I'm sure. They just did it back a couple years ago or whenever they they had it. They're doing a Fanta right now, and it's spooky and Halloweeny, and not saying they're both the same thing, but it's obvious there's some kind of connection. I would appreciate another one, to be honest. It would be great. I don't see a reason not to. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, you go out, you get yourself a What the Fanta, a nice black drink, you sit down, you watch these commercials while you're drinking it, and uh, you at least get a little bit of the experience of what it was like to be a kid in 2001 and 2002. <laughs> Humans, we've come for your freaky floats. What's the magic word? Well, blast your puny planet to smithereens. It was trick or treat. I was going to say that next. Yeah. Yeah. Orange and vanilla, this will please the alien federation. All right, Grammy, my next pick here is just going to be one big love letter to the Simpsons Bongo Comics line. Uh, not just for the comics in general, but obviously Bart Simpson's Treehouse of Horror as they were billed. Uh, back in the day. And specifically, as you can see, I have a whole stack of books here in front of me. Just a bunch of collections of the Treehouse of Horror comics over the years. But the book in particular that I fell in love with as a kid was Bart Simpson's Treehouse of Horror, Heebie-Jeebie, Hullabaloo. Oh, and look, you have a copy there too. <laughs> so we're on the same page. Sure do. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I just found this uh, at uh, Goodwill like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh no kidding yeah. so here just to prove that i have a book in my hands oh yeah some of that like good i always ASMR. like i always do there there's proof um listen they're all great the problem growing up is that i didn't get comics regularly i just didn't um not not let me let me put this in a different way i didn't get first run comics regularly you know, when you go to the comic store and actually just pick a comic up off the off the shelf for that week. Um, more often than not, I got collections like these big paper book. Yeah, paperbacks uh, that collect like a series of them. Collections, you know, most of the time you call them uh, graphic novels, but this really isn't a graphic novel. It's just a collection of a bunch of Treehouse of Horror comics. Um, so either way. I fell in love with these when I was in, I don't know, first grade, second grade. There's a theme for the show here. This is really when my love for Trios of Horror started kicking in. I got the Trios of Horror DVD 
first grade, second grade, somewhere around there, I started getting into these comics. Obviously, I had the Burger King toys. Like, 2000 to 2002 were the hot years for Treehouse of Horror for me. And uh, these comics played a big part in it. Um, Specifically, this book here, uh, we'll post a picture up onto social media. But I love the cover art that we have here. Oh, yeah. It's Bart who's being grabbed in a Homer style. You know how Homer grabs Bart by by the the neck. neck. Uh, But it's a tentacle who's grabbing Bart by the neck and ripping him into Springfield Cemetery. And surrounding him, there's a a killer plant with Homer's face on it for some reason. Uh, There's the gremlin from that episode where uh, they're parodying the terror at 20,000 feet Twilight Zone episode. Um, And Bart sees a gremlin on the side of the bus while they're on a field trip Hmm. that's dismantling the bus. So he's on top of the gate. And then there's the little killer Krusty the Clown doll also represented here. So a lot of great classic stuff from episodes is all represented on this cover. And it's all done in a very beautiful oil painting style. Oh, yeah. Um, The uh, the cover actually reaches all the way around at the back to reveal a whole lot more. But you get the idea. Yeah, I mean, I won't spoil it. You should really pick up a copy for yourself if you haven't yet, because mm-hmm. these are stupid cheap. Oh, yeah, they're beautiful, too. Uh, they are beautiful. Like, we, meaning Grimey and I, both have the the hardcover collections that they're coming out with now. Um, I've got the first two, because we're waiting on the third to drop. Did you get the second one? I just one have yet? the first one, but um, the, the second one um, and third will be ordered and pre-ordered very soon. There you go. Uh, so, you know, those are excellent just because they're they're nice and premium and they're collecting everything into big volumes instead of all these little volumes. Yeah. But I still think that having these little comics are, are important because there's a lot of stuff here, even in just the, the, the cover art, that you're not going to get in those collections. Um, but that's the covers. We're, we're done talking about the covers. The real reason that you want these, obviously, is for the comics themselves. The comics are all great, uh, no matter what form you can get them in, because it's basically like getting episodes that were never produced. You get so many stories, so many additional Treehouse of Horror, uh, you know, stories that you're, you're never going to see on TV. Um, and they're all written out here. And it's just like getting some of the best classic treehouse of horror stories that you'll never see or that you've never seen before uh just in comic form why wouldn't you want that it's good stuff it's like a supplement a treehouse of horror supplement whatever you're not getting over in in, on tv land you're getting right here and in a book i'm a sucker for picture books uh that's just me i need to have artwork and everything there and these are done justice. Like they look beautiful on the inside on these pages. They they don't uh, spare any detail at all. It's really good. Exactly. Like sometimes you'll pick up a comic that's based off of a cartoon, like an animated TV series, and the art style will differ from the actual like TV art that you get yeah. in the animation. Mm-hmm. And that kind of annoys me. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm the same it, way it when it comes and, like, to comics. It's just like it, even like the covers. Like I know a lot. There's a lot of different cover variations now and different uh, prints and whatnot. But like, if it doesn't look good, I'm not paying attention to the story at all. I just can't even read them if the the, the art's not there. 
Oh, yeah. And the art's always there on these Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror comics. But the thing that I really wanted to dial in on and talk about here is that aside from the comics themselves, there are like little interlude pages in these books that are are like one-off jokes. And that's really what makes these special because it's not something that would work in any format other than in a comic book. So I sent you a few photos, and I know that you've got the the book there. Let's just take a quick look at some of these. Um, specifically from GB Hullabaloo. That's where we're going to be pulling these from. Um, here's one that I really love. It's called Bart Simpson, Master of Disguise. It's a one-page, one-off joke. It says, Master of Disguise presents the quick and easy, low-budget, do-it-yourself guide to cool costumes. Uh, there's nine different low budget costumes here and it's all different pictures of Bart and they're just like perfect. It's, it's just little gags that a nine year old would come up with because he has no money. And this is like the slacker's guide to creating a Halloween costume on the fly. Yeah. It's, it's very reminiscent of if you ever watched SNL, the segment, uh, cheap Halloween costumes with Adam Sandler, where he's like just using like a ruler and he's like, I'm ruler, man, give me some candy. Like the cheap Halloween costume <laughs> thing. It's oh so my good. God. Yeah. You're totally right. Uh, so like, here's a couple that Bart has come up with Dr. Loose Leaf, man of pulp. <laughs> Bart has literally just taken a picture of three hole punched, uh, <laughs> lined ruled paper and just stuck it on his face. And yeah. that's a character. Uh, I like the last one on the page here. <laughs> Vaselino, the thing that wouldn't dry. Yeah, so, <laughs> so he's turned himself into a monster that is literally just covered in Vaseline. <laughs> How about the uh, the man who could see his eyelids, where it's just Bart with like this? <laughs> I don't even know he what kind of his eyelids that is. up. Yeah, no, he flipped his eyelids. Oh my god, were you one of those kids that could flip your eyelids? Because I did, I did, I did do that. <clears throat> I was that asshole when I was a kid. That grossed me out. I could not look at anybody who would flip their eyelids. That was like. That's vile. Yeah. You're gross, man. But it also super cringy, too. Like, to be that kid, I was that kid. I was super cringy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Walrus Man? Walrus Just Man's pretty two, good. Just shove two pencils up in your lip. Yeah. You know? That's it's fantastic. Now, again, you're kind of losing uh, some of the, the gag if you're not being able to see it and see how it's drawn. So I implore you. Uh, maybe pick it up. Maybe follow us on Twitter. Maybe I'll tweet a couple of these out. That might be a good idea. Um, but here, here's one that I really love, and I sent you the photos of these pages too. Uh, another gag, two sh- two sheet pages here called "A Yokel's Guide to Halloween," uh, and it's written by Cletus Delroy, <laughs> a yokel. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, if you're not in the loop, uh, Cletus, obviously, their hick, the Simpsons hick. Um, it's just a gag ad for a, a fictional book that he's written. And it's all of his tips on how to how to do Halloween cheap and how to do Halloween like a hick. And some of my favorite things here are, uh, here you go, old bath mats make great fake fur. And he's just covered in old bath mats and he's pretending to be some sort of like a uh, 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 furry creature that he's calling Chewbacky. Are you seeing this? <laughs> Chewbacky. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and I'm reading all these in uh, Jeff Foxworthy's voice because it's very, very similar. It's basically like knockoff Jeff Foxworthy. It's really class. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, and how about right below that, there's another panel where he's just covered in an old bed sheet. And it says, ghost is good, but it ain't easy finding a sheet with only two holes in it. And then it's his his wife there. And she says, Cletus, them's a guest linens. And there's like 18 holes in this sheet that he's thrown <laughs> over himself. And yeah. there's flies flying around him. Uh, just a lot of really great visual gags. Like mm-hmm. I can't I can't really do it justice if you're not looking at it. Uh, but the other great thing about these books as well is dotted throughout. Like in this book in particular, I think there's like four or five different ones where they let characters from the show do their own Mad Libs. And I'm not even going to get into these because I can't do, I just can't do it justice. You just have to read it. But here I've got one called The Curse of the Thing as told by Homer J. Simpson. And one of the things that he wrote in A Place, for instance, is called Beer Sylvania. And I thought you would find that interesting. It is very interesting. uh, You're a resident of Beer Sylvania. I am. Absolutely. (laughs) I do. I love all these little segments. Uh, It's kind of like a... I don't know which one maybe came first, but it feels an awful lot like Nick Magazine, how they do their little skits in between and stuff. Like it's very Nick Magazine y yes. and it, it feels good to read little tidbits like this between comic book reading. It's very cool. Some figures and talking sets. You love them. Donuts. No, the figures. Don't you the man, Homer. Finally, Simpson figures and talking sets sold separately. I remember. All right, so my last pick of the night comes from Playmates Toys, who most famous for, obviously, the TMNT toys. They get their hands into some Simpsons IP. Right around the same time, I believe, when McFarlane was just starting to pump out some Simpsons stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the two of them. It was almost like they were competing for a little bit. It was, and it was kind of nice to see that because we got some really great stuff from both sides. It wasn't like one was way better than the other one. We really got some quality stuff from both. Oh, big time, big time. I didn't really collect a lot of these. Actually, I didn't collect any of them. There are certain ones that I really, really like, but I'm looking at this checklist and I looked at it a couple of times and I'm just amazed at the amount that Playmates did where I think McFarlane, they did a couple of pretty nice ones, but Playmates as they typically do. They get something, it sells good, they beat the fuck out of it until it sells no more. And that's exactly what they did with this uh, World of Springfield line. Um, I don't know how many there are, but there are a ton. I'm not going to talk about all of them, obviously. Uh, This is a Treehouse of Horror show. So what does this have to do with Treehouse of Horror? Well, from 2000 to about 2003, they did four different sets for Treehouse of Horror. And... I guess they were all Toys R Us exclusives, which checks out because I've only reached a Toys R Us like the year before they they closed permanently, um, or I would have gotten all four of these sets. There's one set I like to focus on the most, though, and that's this Alien Spaceship set, which came with Kang, Kodos, and a Homer Simpson figure. What an awesome fucking set this is. I mean, they they really, all four of these sets are really, really nice, but I'm obsessed with the aliens for some reason. I, I just have my choices here picked, and this is just where I landed on. I love these guys a lot. I, They're a reoccurring character that comes up in the Treehouse of Horror series all the time. Like I, I don't think they really show up any other time except for Treehouse of Horror, and 
Mm, that just they're just really cool characters, and they did these characters really really good in action figure form. Yeah, King and Kodos, they are the trios of horror uh, poster boys or poster girls or poster boy and girl. I think one of them is a sister, and I don't remember which one is. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, Playmates did a really really decent job with all of these figures. Uh, not even just the trios of horror figures, but all of the Simpsons figures in mm-hmm. general. Um, McFarlane had a couple sets that I really liked back in the day. Uh, I, one that I've brought up in the past is the Homer being fed all of the donuts yeah. while he's in hell. Yeah. Uh, that was a McFarlane one, if I remember correctly. Yep. But Playmates, um, they did something really interesting with all of their Simpsons figures. Uh, and I actually have a few. They don't still work. Uh, I really should change the batteries and see if I can get the sets working again. But they had something called Intellitronic Voice Activation. And all of these sets had it, including the one that you're bringing up with King and Kodos. So on the bottom of all these figures, there's a little, um, like a little plug, basically. Yeah. So when you plug the figure into the base, and it doesn't matter which base you plug it into, they will talk. And they'll say phrases uh, as soon as you plug it in, it makes contact. So I thought that was super cool. And and that's sort of why the Playmates figures, at least from that time period, were kind of the best figures that they made for The Simpsons, almost bar none. Because not only did they look good, right? They e- Even being 20 years old, they give the Super 7 figures a run for their money with how good they looked most oh, of the yeah. time. But they also had that added benefit of interactivity, which mm-hmm. you really just didn't see very often. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like, And to further our point, we were talking about the Burger King figures earlier. Uh, this basically is the Burger King figures souped up. Like, This is exactly what yeah. everybody wanted. They hit the nail on the top of the head. Like, This, this is just pure Simpsons amazingness. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like it is yeah, really like absolutely pure and just perfect. Um, and they do, they, they all come with like a, a diorama piece kind of thing. Like there's an arcade one that they can interact with and stuff. But this one here, it came with like a piece of the, uh, the spaceship and it's really, really nice looking piece. All of these things came with them. They look really, really great on display. And like Derek said, all of them, they kind of like interact. You can plug and play wherever you could take different sets and plug them and they all kind of interact with each other. This one, however, does not. It doesn't interact with any other one, which is kind of weird that they did that. Like they set this one apart from every... I don't know if the other three of these four don't do it either. would be kind of weird, but like I did read that this one specifically does not work with any other set. Uh, and I'm not even sure what they say. I know they say something. I just don't know what. I tried looking up videos and different footage of everything. And I, like I watched a video of some guy that was taking him out. And he took him out and showed you. And he was like, and that's it, kids. <laughs> like You're not going to press the buttons and stuff? And <laughs> it's got no batteries, so that's it. I'm like, oh, man. Like I really needed that for this. <laughs> yeah, like throw me a fucking bone. <laughs> but um, they are really cool, man. Out of all the sets, I think this is probably the one that I would want the most. And that's not an easy feat to conquer because they're like 150 bucks on eBay right now, <laughs> like mint condition. Yeah, they're, they're pretty pricey. I remember uh, all of these, really. Anything, really anything that's Treehouse of Horror, um, if you didn't get it when it came out, oh, yeah. that price just goes through the roof. Yep. And it's just... 
becomes very unaffordable very quickly. So I, I really, if I had a time machine, I, I've decided this for myself. If and when I get a time machine, I'm going back to the early 2000s with like $500 and I'm just buying out every piece of Simpsons merch in a Toys R Us that I can find. And I'm just coming back with it because that's the only way that you can get it affordably is if you bought it when it came out. Fox presents the wildest Halloween night of all time. Yes, who, fat boy? Catch two full hours of The Simpsons' most twisted tales. I've got a story so scary, you'll wet your pants. Too late. It's The Simpsons' Halloween Scarathon. Cool. Sunday, Halloween night, starting at 8, 7 central. All right, Grimy, for my final pick of the evening and to close out the show, I thought it would be fun to focus on just just a little something. Just, just a tiny little teensy-weensy bit, something I like to call Scary Names. Scary Names. I think I know where you're going with this one, but why don't you explain it a little more? I mean, anybody who knows and loves Treehouse of Horror knows that one of the things that you look forward to every year, aside from the three parodies that we're guaranteed to get, are all of the funny, spooky, silly names that they give all of the actors and writers and producers of the show uh, that pop up at the beginning and end of the episode when the credits start rolling. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I just love these so much. I love the the idea that they don't take themselves seriously for one episode. And I mean, I know it's a comedy show, and I know that... They don't take themselves seriously as it is, but it's just another level, uh, another layer of them just having fun with it. And I think that's why Trios of Horror is consistently as good as it is, because they're just having so much fun with what they're doing every year. They throw all caution to the wind for one episode and they're like, screw it. We're going balls to the wall. We're not only just going to like throw all of the character traits and everything out the window and do whatever we want, kill people, do whatever we want to do with it. We're also just going to like have funny little names. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is really, really fun. Now, I couldn't tell just before we get into it. Uh, they didn't do it with the first one, right? It, the first one. They didn't. They didn't. No, so it, it actually started, started with number two. Number two. Okay. Yeah. In, in the opening and the closing credits, that's where it started. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, part two, and at that point, they weren't even really going crazy with the names. Right. Like, they started going crazy and way more silly after that. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you know, simple simple swaps like bat graining instead of yeah, bat graining. Yeah. But like what they didn't do in the first one, they made up for with the, the, uh, the tombstones. That's true. I really, I, I also love that. Yeah. I love the intro when they were, you know, fly through the cemetery and you can see all of Elvis. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Elvis had a question mark because he wasn't really dead. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. They, they did a lot of toying um, around with it and it's appreciated. It's something that they obviously are having a lot of fun doing it. So, uh, so I pulled up a list um, here of all of the scary names that you'll see in Treehouse of Horror episodes. And I'm just going to read off a couple because uh, some of these are, are pretty good. Like, so for opening credits, season four, um, we actually get Matt Groening. And instead of it being Bat Groening or something like that, it's Matt, in quotes, Count Chocula. <laughs> and I love that so much. And I figured that you would too, because like, they're not even trying to make a joke. They're just like, this motherfucker loves Count Chocula cereal. Yeah. 
<laughs> totally. Yeah, it's 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 really easy, but it's funny. Oh. Uh, and what about this? Because Conan O'Brien was a writer on the show for a while. And at the same time that he was a writer, he also got the Late Late Show or whatever show comes after the Tonight Show. Maybe mm. it is just the Late, the late Show. Late Show. Uh, which comes on at 1230. Yeah. And so Conan's name became Conan, in quotes, 1230 NBC, <laughs> end quote, O'Brien. <laughs> uh, what about Greg Daniels? Greg Daniels got grave dancing Greg Daniels. Oh, I which, like that. That's, that's great. That's pretty good. That's pretty grave dancing. I like that dancing. one quite a bit. I do like that one. Or how about George Meyer, a creative consultant, got ghoulish George Meyer. That's good. Simple, but to the point. All right, so I know that you already have something kind of planned here, but I'm going to put you on the spot. If we were going to give each other names, what would yours be for me? Am I allowed to say your real name to the masses right now? You can, you can. It's fine. Wow. All right. So I'm breaking the illusion here, uh, and Grimy, believe it or not, actually has a real name. Ah, I do. (laughs) It's Dave Cronenwetter. That's it. That's the one. That's it. That's the one. So <laughs> now if we're going to be simple with it, right? I think like if we're going to be simple like Matt Groening where it's just count chocula in quotes, <laughs> it really would be Dave in quotes grimy end quote Cronenwetter. Yeah, but true. we're not going we're not going simple with it. No, no, no. I think I think and I thought about this one because I knew about this. I knew that we were going to do this and assign ourselves <laughs> some spooky names. I really thought about it and excluding Grimy, how am I going to make Dave Cronenwetter into something that's silly or spooky? And the only thing that I came up with is Dave Cronenwetter of Beds. It's good. <laughs> I, I will say you're not the first one to do it, though. I've I've heard it all when ah. I was a kid. It's so good. Oh, boy. I, I, I had a gander you were going to go that route. I didn't have anything good. I I can't think of anything for myself, honestly. Is it's I I I can't. I think grimy is it, man. Yeah. You're, you're living. You're you're really living your uh your treehouse of horror spooky name. Yeah, just yeah. all year round. My my nom de plume. Is that what they call that? <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, I know, right? They're, how how, how very uh, fancy. Yeah. How photosynthesis <laughs> of me. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so what do you got for me then, uh, Corona Wetter of Beds? I couldn't think of a very good one. The, the The best I could do was just do a play on the way that your name sounds. So I did Dare Ick, like Ick, I-C-K, <laughs> Laga Smelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I got my fair share of Laga Smelly when I was Did you really? Too. Was that a thing? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't smelly. I was always very clean, but it's just... It's just one of them things that was easy easy to pull. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like lags and jelly. (laughs) Like like peanut butter and jelly. I got got that one, too. (laughs) I like it, though. I like... I like Dare Ick. I, I like Dare Ick. That was good. I thought that was good. That that is good. I think I think that's actually better than what I came up with for myself. Wait, are you are you ready? I'm ready. I I said, Dead Drick. Dead Drick. Okay. Fanganelli. I kind of like that too, though. It kind of reminds Fanganelli. me. What was that? That the the um, the puppet's name from Roseanne. Oh, I think it was just Roseanne. Well, then- hey, kiss. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what Oh, it was. God. I'm going to have to go back to last year's episode and re-listen. Uh, it's something uh, fucking... I can't remember, but it kind of had a similar oh, yeah, concept going on with it. It was like, wasn't it Deadger? Deadger. Deadger Bergen that's and it. something else. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Throwback to last year. Yeah, if you want to hear us talk about and do uh, Roseanne episode, Roseanne impressions, uh, go back to last year's episode about Halloween specials. It's pretty good. (laughs) So bad Roseanne impressions aside, I think where I'm going to leave this is I want to hear what you all come up with, our dear listeners, for your very own Scary Simpsons name. So please write in and let us know either... Comment it on our Instagram, or maybe I'll start a new uh, forum, forum, thread, thread, posts, whatever. I don't know. Whatever the cool kids are calling it these days. With the ghoul kids. kids. (laughs) Over over on the Facebook group. So yeah, just keep an eye out for that. Come up with your own names. I want to know. I want to hear it. Absolutely. If you have any other cooler names that you could give us, uh, those are always appreciated too. I can't remember if it was an ad for its Dem Boys or what, but I was grave digging grimy for that one. So, <laughs> Man, how did I forget about that? Yes, grave digging grimy. Oh yeah. I think that's about all the time we have for now. That was our Treehouse of Horror show. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And if you dig what you just heard, make sure you check us out on all social media platforms. That's right. You can find us on Instagram at Leftover Pizza Podcast, as well as the new guy, Threads. Same uh, name there, at Leftover Pizza Podcast. And if you decide to go over on the old guy, Twitter, you can check us out there at L-F-T-O-V-R Pizza Club yes and you can find us on facebook we have a facebook page called leftover pizza plain and simple and if you're there you might as well join the facebook group which we mention all the time it's a nice little community where uh, a lot of like-minded peeps come to shit and chat and shit and chat (laughs) and uh we have a good time it's called the leftover pizza club so join us over there if you're uh feeling frisky and up to it absolutely and if that wasn't enough check us out on our website leftoverpizzaclub.com where you can read all kinds of nostalgic articles and junk food reviews we have the halloween journal for 2023 already kicked off it's up there you can read not daily we're not going to update it daily because we've got stuff to do things to see people to be we might update it weekly if you want to check it out. Yeah, well, I mean, we're two we're two men. We're just you know just two men trying our best. Just two men, you know. <laughs> Not that interesting. Like once a week, interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're also on Patreon, and for three bucks a month, it gets you access to our Patreon exclusive monthly bonus shows and articles. And boy, when I say that we've got some good bonus shows lined up for the Halloween season, that you're not gonna want to miss. It's it's worth your three bucks. I, I swear to you. It really is. I promise you that. Absolutely. And lastly, wherever you're listening to us, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. All that stuff helps a great deal, and we appreciate it so very much. You have no idea. You have no idea. You have no clue. You have no idea. Great digging, Grammy. <laughs>
<laughs> Dedrick. Yeah, I Dedrick. think uh, with that, Dedrick Bergen and Gravedig and Grimy are <laughs> gonna go take showers and eat some lunch or something. I am. I am. Uh, I've had it. I've had it with you, Grimy. Absolutely. Me too. I've had it with me. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one, which will be happening very, very soon. So stay tuned and thank you for listening. And uh, if you're going to Halloween Horror Nights, you might see me there September 27th. Come say hi. I'm wearing a shirt that has our name plastered all over the back of it. So Yeah, you'll see Dedrick Legs and Jelly walking around. (laughs) 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 It is a... Come come make fun of me while I'm sweating my ass off. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Peace.